0: And caught
1: He by It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast.
0: What is the uh significance of that name?
1: Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's
0: what the people care!
1: A five-minute major podcast.
0: What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's
1: go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major. Dave here, reunited with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Mastrodovani, fresh from the NHL Global Series in Sweden. Matt, how are things going this evening?
0: Oh, man. Uh, I have been, I guess it's technically halfway around the globe. Um, Officially, excuse me, officially, I guess, an international hockey fan. Um, Humble brag. Not a big deal. Um, But yeah, I'll get more into it later. But as a little teaser, I was fortunate enough that my recent trip to Stockholm, Sweden, Happened to line up with the 2023 NHL Global Series. Obviously, there were four games that went on that weekend. I went to the first one between the Red Wings and the Senators. Um, Had a few other surprises that were hockey-related as well. Had a great trip, too. I'll get more into it. But, yeah, I mean, it's been, again, between that trip and Thanksgiving, and it's the beginning of the holiday season. I mean, we're in full swing here Uh I don't think I've watched a full Flyers game in the past almost month. Um, so terrible podcaster, I know. Let me have it. Listeners, thanks, bad fan. Call me what you want to say. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes, you know. who uh, that man. Yeah. Let me have it, you know, heckle me, whatever you want to call me. That's fine. Um, but I am watching the game right now in the background while we record this. The Flyers are currently playing the New Jersey Devils in the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, They're losing 1-0 with about 11 minutes left in the first period. So we might have some live scoring updates. We might not. We'll see what happens. But, Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you. I'm going to pitch in as best I can here with the last, you know, couple weeks of Flyers hockey for you. But I'll try to piggyback off of your comments and, you know, what I've been reading on Twitter, the snippets that I've seen, uh, you know, highlights-wise, stuff like that. But I'll throw it over to you to, you know, start us off and recap, you know, at least at least the last week, I'd say, for the Flyers. If you want to go further back than that, go for it. Um, but, you know, take it away, and I'll, I'll chime in when I can because, like I said, I've been pretty MIA lately.
1: No, I, uh, you know, glad that you had a great time over in Sweden. We were chatting a little bit before recording, so that was excellent. Of course, we mm-hmm. hope. You and all of our listeners had also had a great Thanksgiving. Now that that is past, um, currently, you know where flyers where the flyers sit right now. They are still, I believe, they are still in. No, they are no longer in a playoff spot. They are two points out of the playoff spot, but they're still in the mix. They're eleven, ten, and one, so one game above hockey five hundred with twenty three points. That's a point five two three winning percentage. Um, but they're right there with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Detroit Red Wings, the Capitals, and the Carolina Hurricanes. They are all right in the mix there. So, um, five five and six at home, six four and one on the road. Need that record at Wells Fargo Center to get a little little bit better there, gentlemen. But uh, as of right now, the team is like I was saying on the solo pod two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the team is watchable, and me personally, not too many complaints to make here. Um, of course, over the Thanksgiving time frame, and while you were away in Sweden, Mastro, the Flyers yeah. had a gauntlet of some heavy-hitting games. Um, started out pretty decently with a 4-3 overtime win over the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. Sean Couturier getting the, the victory goal there in overtime following up the next evening with a 5-2 win on Sunday the 19th against the Columbus Blue Jackets at home. So a back-to-back weekend with two great wins there. Then they get a Thanksgiving Eve, a game in which the Flyers got goalied by Ilya Sorokin in the the New York Islanders. They lose 3-2, a game in which they played pretty well. It was just too little too late. Then they follow that up effort at home during the black Friday game against the New York Rangers. A game in which there the Flyers are down early to nothing within the first minute. And I was literally getting up making my lunch and I was like, what the hell? Um, again, they made it interesting. They heavily outshot the Rangers again. Again, they got goalied. So they get goalied in back-to-back games. Yeah. Um, Garnet Hathaway with a couple good scraps in those games. Jacob Truba making some Jacob Trubier hits and then not answering for them. Yeah. Um, but still legal, so no issues there. Um so that's a 3 1 loss against the Rangers on the 24th on Black Friday. Then they go back up the back up to Long Island, a place where they literally just were to reface the New York Islanders and Ilya Soroka to net again. This time, Sam Harrison gained the call in net, and the Flyers pretty much were It was back and forth. The goal would do the whole game. The Flyers kind of did take their foot off the gas and the pedal a little bit in the third period, but Sam Harrison was phenomenal, earning the shutout victory, and then Tyson Forcer scoring the lone goal in the shootout, and the Flyers win 1-0. And oddly enough, Ilya Sorokin also gets credit for it gets credit for a shutout as well Mm -hmm. um, since shootout goals don't count as normal goals against. So technically he didn't allow a single goal in a loss. Make it make sense, NHL. I personally think, and this is my hot topic, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, Masher, but I personally think that shootout goals and shootout saves should count as regular stats. So let's say if a game goes to a shootout tied at 2-2, if the Flyers were to then win the shootout and they scored two goals and the opposing team scored nothing, the Flyers then won four to two, where the opposing goalie allowed four goals, where the Flyers scored a total of four goals and those players got counted four goals. They were given credit as such. I think that should be the rule. Mm. Not sure if in the, not sure if I'm in the majority there or the minority. Who knows, listeners? Let me know what you think about that. That's personally what I would do. Maybe spice things up a little bit. Because um, I think if if you lose one nothing in a shootout, your goalie shouldn't get credit for a shutout because you lost. Yeah. Because he allowed goals. So that tippet it there for that side of it. More importantly, the Flyers got the dub. They looked good. Ayerson was phenomenal in net. We move on. Just to this past Tuesday evening, a four to one loss against the Carolina Hurricanes a game in which while I was watching before i to leave for beer league hockey, the flyers weren't really playing that great. They did have a great thing. It was how the hockey fights cancer evening. They had the young kid. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, I might have it up here in the tab. Yes, it was Owen. Um, Mitchie, I think is how you pronounce his last name. I probably butchered it there, but they signed Owen. He was the honorary captain and honorary player. Mm-hmm. Um, got to spend the first pier on the bench. Very good, very good feel-good PR movement for the Flyers. Love yeah. that. Um, at the end of the day, it's a four-one loss to the Carolina Hurricanes, and that's where we stand. Where we get up to tonight's action here. Um, but over the past week, the Flyers, you know, while they haven't won every game, they've been in—they've been in every single game, and they've been watchable and, for the most part, enjoyable to watch. So, mm-hmm. not really a whole lot of complaints from me. It is a bummer. Um, that Noah Cates is now out for about six weeks with a broken foot. Um, His play of late had been kind of been a bit of a disappointment compared to what he was doing last year. So the Flyers were trying to get him going. But there is a bright side. I mean, there's never really a bright side with an injury, but a a bright side here in this scenario is with Cates being hurt. Now the Flyers have to, John Tortorella, to his dismay, needs to play both Bobby Brink and Morgan Frost in the lineup at the same time. Um, yeah. which I think at the end of the day is a good thing. Now, am I a Bill Meltzer level lover of Morgan Frost? No, no, I am not. Um, I can be very critical of Morgan Frost, but I do think he's a player who should be in the lineup and he's not someone I would personally scratch. Um, there are a lot, there's a longer list of players I would scratch before Morgan Frost. Like right now, honestly, if you're asking me, I would scratch Nick Delorier. I would scratch Ryan Paling, I would even scratch a Scott Lawton right now. He's been pretty much invisible this past week and a half. He has not really done anything this entire month to make me go, huh, that was a Scott Lawton I thought we were seeing. He's really disappeared. So I would even scratch a Scott Lawton in this scenario. Um... But right now, you know, the Flyers are getting their lineup in. They're getting their young, skilled forwards in the lineup. And hopefully it can lead to some positive results. And then maybe if it doesn't, if Don John Tortorella is really that against Morgan Frost, maybe there's some players on the Phantoms that might get, might get called up for, for another opportunity. But as of right now, they're in the mix. They're watchable. They're getting decent goaltending. There's no off-ice drama with us hating what our GM is doing, what ownership, and what the president of Hockey Ops are doing. Yeah. Things are pretty okay. And based (laughs) off how the last couple years have gone, I am perfectly okay with being perfectly okay.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, again, like I said before, obviously not having watched much of anything in the past couple weeks or so. I've gotten the gist of all that, Dave, and you you definitely summed it up really well, where it's, again, like, Thank we're you. okay Thank with them being okay. Um, and, you know, we'll be okay if they, you know, suddenly drop off, so to speak, because, I mean, this time last year and this time, what, the last two or three seasons, probably even more, the wheels have completely fallen off. And you
1: One know, year ago today, Matt, not to cut you off, but one uh, go, year ago today, it came up on my Facebook memories, we we had a podcast addressing a Flyers 10-game losing streak. Yeah, see? Exactly a and, calendar year ago today.
0: Yeah. Um, And, like, right now they're – I think they're two points out
1: of a playoff spot? They are.
0: Yeah. Like, so just, like, just that, you know, microcosm of, like, on the timeline, so to speak, um, is, you know, night and day, where it's like – I mean – and I'm sure you felt the same way too, where it's, and we've said this before, where it's like, it's so hard to, obviously, you know, we go about our lives, our work days, you know, whatever goes on in our personal lives, all that type of stuff. And that obviously, you know, takes its toll stress wise, all that type of stuff. But it's like, it also takes the wind out of your sails coming on to do this podcast. And all you're talking about is just how bad the team is and how negative mm-hmm. everything is. Like, you know, it's nice that, right now like we can kind of be lax about it and it's not that we don't care obviously but it's just like we know that you know they're finally doing what they should have done five years ago um so it's like it's nice to just again like i was looking forward to watching the game tonight because again i haven't watched one in a while and i'm like you know what like they're not getting their asses kicked, you know, 5-1 or 7-2 or, you know, 9 nothing. Like, they're they're putting up a fight, at least. And, again, that's what we were said, where it's like, we can deal with them being, like, quote-unquote, like, a bad team, but when they don't become entertaining to watch is the worst part. Like, and, I mean, I didn't watch any of it, but I, like, that game against the Islanders when they won the shootout, like, obviously the Islanders play, you know, watching paint dry hockey, um, and they they win in a shootout again. Like, when do you see the Flyers win in a shootout? First of all, and also get a shutout. I know both goalies were technically credited with shutouts. That's weird, but that's how it is. But like, you know, the Islanders kind of have had our number as of late as well. Um, oh, the Devils just scored. It's two nothing.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the Flyers' first like, win in Long Island in in a couple seasons too.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's... And the Islanders do that, you know, again, they play watch-paint-dry hockey where it's just completely boring until they... Thanks,
1: Lou Lamorello.
0: Yeah, they legit, like, they bore you to death, and then they, fig- like, once you're asleep, finally, they pounce on you and they score a goal. But anyway, you know, they do that to every team in the league. They just play boring hockey, um, which makes them, you know, I think the the least, my, probably one of my least favorite teams in the league. Um, but, yeah. Again, like they're down 2 nothing right now but they haven't played they've i mean they could definitely play better um they've gotten some chances the devils are also you know am i am i going to get roasted by saying that the devils are a good team
1: no I, I don't think you'll get roasted by that they definitely are underperforming the flyers are technically ahead of them in the standings by 2 points um but I they think also, I, when, mean, when I think they,
0: they're a better team than the Flyers. They, and they definitely are. Yeah.
1: When when they lost Jack Hughes to injury earlier this season, that definitely hurt them big time. But now that he's come back, they've kind of awoken.
0: Oh, I forgot Ristolainen's playing.
1: Yeah, Ristolainen came back. He's been back for a couple games now. Um, yeah. But the, the, the Devils, I think it's safe to say, and it pains me to say this, overall, they are a better hockey team than the Flyers. And they are expected to be as of well right now. They do have a lot, a lot more high end elite level talent on their roster. Yeah. Goaltending, I'm still not sold on their goaltending. I feel like the Flyers still might have an edge there because I'm not really the, that Schmeed kid's kind of unproven and Vitek check. I haven't been really uh, been too keen on him since his days with the Capitals. Yeah. And they got rid of Mackenzie Blackwood. Who Carter Hart's always been better than, um, much much to the chagrin of Devils fans, um, but their defense is better than the Flyers, and most definitely is their offense. So,
0: yeah, it's tough. I mean, oh my god, dude!
1: The
0: <laughs> oh three my. nothing? No, Luke Hughes just got absolutely leveled by Garnett Hathaway. <laughs>
1: Love, love to see it off. It was it on later. an
0: icing, too. Like, it, I don't even know if that was supposed to happen, but. <laughs> that was a. Oh, man. Yeah, he like it was. Yeah, Luke Hughes went down the tunnel, too, after that. He got bodied. Um, But anyway, uh, there might be a penalty anyway. Um, yeah, I think all in all, like I was saying, again. The team, you know. Are we expecting the Flyers to make the playoffs? No. If they make the playoffs, would it be good? Sure. Do we expect them to go far if they make the playoffs? No. So it's like, I think anything... How can I say this? I feel like we're going to be, you know, not happy, but we'll be satisfied with whatever the result of this season is. You know what I mean? Because it's like, either... They, you know, they fall off somehow and we're in the top 10 for another draft pick or, you know, come the trade deadline, we unload a couple players for some more draft capital or just, you know, different talent, so to speak. Or, you know, they make the playoffs and we're like, all right, cool. You know, didn't expect this. So it's a pleasant surprise. And then, you know, just like you said, I mean, you can't really be mad at any sort of outcome unless they, you know. Somehow take a nosedive and it gets worse than we've ever seen, and they lose, you know, 52 games straight or something.
1: That would be kind of incredible. That would be incredibly bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, I feel like they're trying to think of a team to compare them to. It's really not. I don't know. Because, like, we went, I mean, we've seen it with every team, not just in Philadelphia. Oh, I guess. Like You could compare them to the Phillies before they, you know, where they're like, I mean, again, granted this, obviously this postseason is going to leave a taste, a sour taste in everyone's mouths for a long time. Um, but it's like, you know, you go back to the the Roman Quinn days of the Phillies, like when they were, you know, it Oduble was like, oh, what's up?
1: Oh, Dubo Herrera.
0: Yeah. Like you're getting, you ex- you're excited about the Phillies for the first two weeks of the season. And then. You don't really care again until what, maybe late July, where it's like, oh, are they in the playoff race? And it's like, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. And then you just are like, all right, whatever. Like, we'll see what happens. So, but I mean, obviously, hockey is a lot shorter of a season than the MLB season, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you get up, you get excited, you're, you know, you're geared up for it. And then it's like, hmm, maybe it could go, you know, it's a flip with the coin, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point I'm just rambling on, but you know what I mean, Dave? We've we've yeah. said it before. We'll say it again, but, you know, as long as the team is entertaining, that's, you know, I'm okay with whatever happens with this season.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, that's our latest catch-up news on the Flyers there. So, Matt, why don't you take some time here and d- divulge into your experience over across the pond in Sweden for the Global Series?
0: Yeah, it sounds good. Um, I think I technically was across the Atlantic Ocean or not. Yeah, I think that. So it was crazy because I flew over places that I've never flown over before. Um, are they, wow, that's so dumb. They gave Garnett, they gave Hathaway a boarding penalty. Are they kicking him out? Sorry. Live commentary here. Oh, are you kidding me? He got kicked out of the game.
1: But well, they can review that now. It wasn't even
0: boarding. Dude, Tortorella's pissed.
1: Oh, I can imagine.
0: He's livid. He might get booted, too. He's chewing the ref out. Sorry, this is bad radio, but I'm watching it. Hold him.
1: on, no, no, it's fine. The live react- It'll someone. be in the podcast description. Live reaction to the Flyers-Devils game. I'm going on Twitter <laughs> right now to see if I can see <laughs> it. Like, this,
0: hit. this is good, yeah. I mean, it's great TV, but it's not good radio. Anyway, um... Back to my trip to Sweden. It was, uh, it was a trip yeah. of a lifetime. Hey, hold on,
1: we'll pause, real quick. Flyers nation. Okay. Gar- Garnet Hathaway gets a game misconduct for rocking Luke Hughes right here. Referee didn't blow the whistle for icing fast enough. Absolute horseshit. Yep. Yeah, that's all on the ref and hate. And Hathaway should not be penalized for it. He's playing because he didn't hear a whistle. That should not be a penalty on Hathaway whatsoever. That is entirely on the linesman. So, chucks chalk up another incident that's at fault to the to the nhl's great officiating losers back to sweden
0: uh yeah so like i was saying it was the hell it was a hell of a trip i didn't plan my trip around the global series it just happened to be going on like i got really lucky that it was it just lined up with everything um but anyway i think we flew so we flew over we flew from newark new Jersey. Uh, was my friend and I. We flew to see my other former college roommate who was serving in the United States Army. Thank you for your service. Um, But anyway, he stationed over there in Sweden. So we went to – we were going to just go visit him. And then we were like, oh, man, there's the Global Series that's got four games while we're there. And luckily, again, it lined up with um, the first game on Friday night, the 17th. Um, It was at Avicii Arena yes the arena is named after the late dj rp um obviously he was swedish he was a, a huge swedish celebrity a huge you know world celebrity great song if you you know if there comes a day when the song levels doesn't get the people going then the world is truly lost um so but anyway Avicii arena um crazy looking arena it's like uh, it's hard to describe really. It's like you're outside and there's like you see it almost looks like a globe Like the outside of it looks like a globe, which is crazy. They project stuff on the side of it They had a global series thing going but we go in there uh, the game that my friends and I saw was the Red Wings and the Senators and and it's nice to see some familiar faces all the way in Sweden. Um, obviously, you know, on Ottawa, we have Claude Giroux, uh, f- former Flyers captain. We love you, King. Um, and then we have former Flyer for a season, uh, Derek Broussard. And then on the Red Wings, we have Shane Uh I think Robert Haig is on the Ducks now, correct?
1: He Yes, I believe so.
0: Yeah. Um, I think Ghost is the only former flyer on the Red Wings.
1: That lines up.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, also you see some really good talent on both those teams. Obviously, Ottawa, you have Tarasenko, Giroux, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla. Um, you know, Detroit's Ghost is having a good le- good year, like you said, Dave, um, before we started recording. Uh, it was funny. They have, obviously, Detroit has Alex Debrinkit now, and all the Ottawa fans were booing him because he was on Ottawa last year. And then you know, signed with the the Red Wings over the summer.
1: Got um, traded. It was a trade.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Um but no, it was a hell of a game. I mean, like I was saying too before, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I just wanted to check, see a hockey game overseas off my bucket list. Um obviously we did that. It was a great game. Um one of the better hockey games I think I've ever seen honestly. Um Ottawa went up for nothing. And then Detroit came all the way back with four unanswered goals in the second period. And then, like, the third period was just, you know, back and forth, fire wagon hockey, both teams with good chances. Goes to overtime, and, you know, it's getting late in OT. And I, and I'm, I think I said it, like, out loud to one of my friends. I was like, you know, it would be a shame if a game like this went to a shootout. And I kid you not, maybe, like, you know, less than 30 seconds later – some crazy play happens, and the puck is up in the air. Tim Stutzla goes full MLB and bats the puck out of the air. Um, Detroit's goalie, like, just kind of like, you know, it was a fluttering puck, so he he kind of he ducked it, figuring it was going to go downwards. But it flutters into the back of the net with two seconds left in overtime. We jumped out of our seats because, obviously, you know, we're hockey guys through and through, so we're like, We're going crazy. Everyone else is going crazy. Um, It was amazing. It was a great game. Uh, It was interesting, too, because obviously being in Sweden, I was kind of hoping, and I know this is like very touristy of me, maybe not, though, um, I was hoping that they would play the Swedish National Anthem, but they only ended up playing the United States and Canada, obviously being Detroit and um, Ottawa, but... I was kind of hoping they would do all three anthems. Maybe that's overkill, but it was cool to hear the United States national anthem overseas. Um, you know, makes it feel like a true American. But no, it was, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better game, you know, better experience. Um, I went full European too, and I bought a scarf at the game. Ew. <laughs> um because obviously, that's a big, you know European thing, I think, for you know, soccer, slash football, or European hockey um so i bought a scarf but it's cool because it's got the global series logo it's got the date the location then it's got the red wings and the senators logo on it as well um i went all out souvenir wise because you know when am i ever going to be in sweden again for an nhl game um so i got a global series mini stick a couple hockey pucks you know the whole nine yards for the most part but it was a great hockey game um Other things hockey-wise, too, which was cool, Um, they had the Global Fan Tour in the Kings. It translates to the Kings Garden in downtown Stockholm. Um, Similar, I'm trying to think, Dave, if we've ever been to anything like that together. I guess you could probably compare it to like the Fan Fest at the Stadium Series when we were at the Link um, for Flyers-Penguins, where... um, they had, you know, like they have these activities like that are hockey, um, like hockey oriented. So they had like a slap shot, like fastest shot type of thing, uh, accuracy shooting. Um, they had this VR thing you could play goalie. Uh, you could play NHL the video game, which I didn't want to do because that franchise blows. <laughs> um,
1: the new like, game actually is fun.
0: I don't know. I've seen, dude. All right, quick, quick tangent rant. What kind of self-proclaimed good video game like you have all these things you know granted i haven't bought an nhl video game in maybe four years but you have like you're too busy putting snoop dogg in there as a commentator and then you're putting influencers in your game that you can play as like no offense to the guy but like i don't really care that i can play as nasher 61 on my xbox like (laughs) yeah I could really give a shit, excuse my language, or like, you know, I don't want to play, I don't care that I can play as Pavel Barber, I don't think he's in there, but I, he's just another hockey influencer that I know off the top of my head, but it's like, great, like, you know, just fix a glitch goal once in a while, like, the that's all you have to do, like, I don't need to be able to play as Snoop Dogg or Nasher 61 or, you know, any of these guys that I don't even watch on YouTube, because it's like, you know, just make a good game, anyway. Back to Sweden. Um they had the global fan tour, which was cool. Again, you could do all these activities. They had free posters. Um, I brought back a couple of them. But um the cool thing was is that they had they had like a, a setup for watch parties for each game. Obviously, you could watch the game there. They had a big screen TV set up. I think they had appearances by mascots during the game. I'm not sure which one showed up because we flew home the next day. Um but um what else was I gonna say? Oh, it was cool, too, because in that, like, square – it's comparable to, like, a, like, Rittenhouse Square area in um in Philadelphia. Like, obviously, I know you're familiar with that, Dave, but just mm-hmm. for people listening. So – but it's cool, too, because they had an outdoor rink which went around a fountain. So, like, they had, like, this big ice, like, sheet of ice, circular sheet of ice, I guess, like, a Rockefeller Center type of thing. Um, they had a cool-ass Zamboni, too. Um, but that was cool. So we did that, like, this was the night before the game. We did that for a couple hours, which was cool. Just kind of made our way around, got our pictures, all that type of stuff. And then we're inside, like, the big, like, tent sort of thing. And then all of a sudden we hear, like, oh, like, we have a special guest coming out. Um, you know, so it's the, you know, the oldest trophy in sports, the Stanley Cup. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, so... That is, fortunately, the second time I've seen the Stanley Cup live and in person. This first time was when I, I think, I don't know if you were there with me, but it was the NHL 100, like the centennial tour that was going around the country.
1: I Um, missed that.
0: Yeah, but I I remember, I think I was there for a Flyers game. It was at the Wells Fargo Center. It was like a mobile museum. Um, But I got my picture with that the first time. But, I mean, getting my picture with the Stanley Cup, obviously, you know, in general is special. Special but getting it overseas in Stockholm, Sweden is, you know, something else. So I was like, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, so that was another thing that was really cool. Oh, the one thing I was going to say too, we did watch an SHL game on TV, um, which was cool to see, you know, SHL, um, in like its homeland, so to speak, the Swedish hockey league. And then it was cool too, because right across the street from the arena, um, Is like a shopping mall, but it's obviously. Let me tell you something. Every store, regardless of it, if it was a Seven Eleven, which they have in Sweden, or you know a shopping mall store, was completely spotless. Like, you know, I came home and saw a Newark Seven Eleven, and I was like, that looks like a turd. Like, <laughs> it was like, dude, I'm t- I'm telling you, like, Stockholm, Sweden. Newark, New
1: Jersey. Hmm. Yeah, seriously.
0: Like, I came home and the first 7-Eleven I saw back in the United States was in Newark, New Jersey. And I was like, damn, maybe it it is better over there. (laughs) But anyway, um, I don't want to go on for two hours about my whole trip because it was, you know, obviously it was a great trip, but I don't want to bore everyone. But um, the one thing I will say, the last thing is, again, across the street from Avicii Arena, there was a shopping mall. And in that mall... It was crazy. They had an entire store dedicated to the the local SHL team. It was it's called like I think it's Jur Garden something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like the their their logo is like this. It's like a shield, and then it says DIF. I think it's like Jur Garden Ice Hockey Federation, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Um, I guess I can look it up quick. Um, but anyway, they had a whole store, almost like you know, like a like a fan store you would see at the Wells Fargo center with all this type of stuff that you can buy with the logo, all that jazz. Um, I was going to buy a Jersey, but they were like really expensive. Um, And I was like, uh, I should, but I shouldn't, you know, still got to pay rent when I get home. Um, But I did end up buying a really cool uh, CCM t-shirt. And then I got a hockey puck with their logo on it. Um, So, you know, I got my fix, so to speak. And it was just cool to see like, that was one thing that i was looking out like looking there for obviously it was great to see an nhl game but to have like that you know the shl side of things too as well was like you know made it you know pretty much like a perfect journey for like a hockey fan stuff like that so it was a really cool it was a great trip you know i'm I'm obviously really grateful that i went was able to go um and, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be in Stockholm again. So, obviously, you know, regardless of the whole hockey thing, I, I made the best of it. And it was – I feel so much more cultured now, Dave. Like, I'm just like, you know what? Like, over in Sweden, they didn't do this type of thing. Like, so I can just be, like, a, you know, a snobby traveler now. <laughs> Even though I've yeah. only been to one one country outside of North America. Like, but, you know, I'm I'm well-traveled. So – I'm just going to be like a complete douchebag now.
1: <laughs> was your flight direct at least? Or did you have to do any layovers?
0: No, both flights were direct, which was great. Um, the flight over there was about seven hours and 45 minutes. Um, and then it was an extra hour on the way home because I think we were flying against the jet stream.
1: Um, yeah, that checks. So, but it was cool too
0: because like, obviously like we had a, we had a red eye, I guess if you want to say that. Because we left Newark Airport at, like, right around 6 o'clock in the evening, like, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. But then we landed in Stockholm, and it was, like, 1 a.m. here. But over in Stockholm, it was just – it was 7 o'clock in the morning. It was like, hey, you got to start a day all over again, even though you've already been up for, you know, 12-plus hours. Yeah. And you just flew eight hours. Like, so that first day, like, it just was, like, delusional tiredness. Because you have but to stay up. Yeah. Um, we were up for like good, like 30 hours straight um, probably. Um, but you know, we did a bunch of stuff, obviously like, uh, my friend Tom, shout out to him was a great host. Um, you know, took us all around all, all the sites, all the, you know, this the, we, we did a lot of, I think, honestly, non-touristy stuff as well too. So, you know, also November is technically like the off season for Sweden. Cause it, it was really cold over there. Um, So, there weren't a lot of, you know, there weren't too many people, tourist-wise, that were kind of packing the gills of these places that we were going to. Um, So, but it was a lot of fun. Um, You know, it just gives you, and honestly, too, like, it gives you just a scope of how big the world actually is. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that I was, you know, halfway across the world in Sweden. Like, I got there, and I was like, there's no way that this is real. Like... Um so, you know, it's it was crazy. Um, I'm definitely again I'm very glad I went. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get roasted for this too, but there were some na- there were some nature landscapes that I saw there. And I'll tell you what, I'm not afraid as a as a male to admit that seeing these, you know, these natural landscapes. In their in their beauty and just you know being over in Stockholm, it it, it brought a tear to my eye. I'm not gonna lie. It it, gets you, nothing's
1: it gets you wrong emotional. with nature. Nothing's wrong with nature. There's sometimes there's just some things that just bring you to to having a moment. You know, it's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that.
0: You know, I just kind of sat. I stood there, took it in, and was like, "Damn!" I'm like, if I were to somehow die right now, that might just be okay. Like.
1: How, how, very, how very Swanson of you.
0: Yeah, exactly. I did – oh, I felt like Ron Swanson too because I was rocking – I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but I had the Jeff cap going. Um, it's probably Stolen Valor because I'm Italian and I was wearing a Jeff cap, which is, you know, pretty synonymous with, I guess, what, Irish? I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, Stolen Valor probably. But anyway, you know, it looked good on me, not going to brag. Um, but no, it was – I mean – Dude, I mean, it was amazing. I can't, you know, I could go on for – I mean, when I came home and talked to my grandparents, I showed them all the pictures and stuff. It took maybe, like, a good two hours to show them everything because I was going through all my photos on the plane back home, and I was like, damn, I took, like, over a 1,000 photos. But, you know, you got to document the trip. Obviously, all the food was amazing too, and, you know, even in Sweden, phone eats first. I will say that. Um, So – you know, just a completely unreal trip, and now you know. Now I'm just better than everyone else.
1: How how was the Swedish beer? Did you get any like local Swedish beer? Or did you did did you stick to like? Oh, I know I know. When you order like Budweiser like over in Europe, it's different than a Budweiser you would get over here.
0: Yeah, actually. So the, I didn't even we didn't even have any like American beer at all. You you stuck um, to
1: the, the local brew
0: yeah everything was made in sweden um whether it was um and everything was good too like i'm not a big ipa guy but the one night we were at a bar at a rooftop bar humble brag um but like we were just you know hammering ipas and (laughs) let me tell you they you know we were drinking responsibly but you know we were having our fun too and the boys were buzzing that's all i'll say um and it was cool too because again like you know alcohol is the social lubricant and we went to a bar the one night and like it was me and two of my friends that were drinking and I guess the kids next to us overheard us talking and there it was like this group of like just you know Swedish kids but it's funny because the drinking age in Sweden is 18 so we're sitting there you know three 28 year olds drinking with these you know I don't think, I don't think they were like freshly 18, but obviously they're still 18, like 18, 19 years old. And they're drinking beers with us. Like, but it's obviously legal, but it's just funny. Cause it's like, but it was great. Cause you know, we just had great conversation where it's like, we learned about, you know, different Swedish stuff. They were asking us questions about America. Um, but like, we got a picture with them too. Like, um, so that was cool, but they were really cool guys. Um, so I think again, like, that was just a, another like aspect of things where like everyone over there was so nice, like, and impeccable
1: English too.
0: Yeah. I, I have a um, cousin
1: who's Swedish and she's the best.
0: Yeah. And it was cool too. Cause like, I mean, it made me feel not stupid, but like, you know, it makes you feel for lack of better terms. Like it makes you feel some type of way where it's like people over there, like everyone except for, you know, I guess, you know, obviously a typical American isn't bilingual. But once people over there heard myself or one of my friends say "Hi or hello," then like these people automatically knew to trans like transfer over to English, so to speak, instead of speaking mm-hmm. Swedish to us mm-hmm. um, but you know everyone was really nice, obviously, like we met people from we met people from London from asia um from i mean it was funny like we were like oh this person's from minnesota because the wild are the one team that we're playing there Mm -hmm. um we ran into a couple minnesota fans uh, a couple toronto maple leafs fans red wings fans like it was funny to see like you know different types of hockey like all the uh, the crowd at the hockey game was very diverse where it was like i did see a flyers jersey which was cool i was kind of kicking myself i'm like i should have brought the drew jersey with me um Mm. but you know it is what it is um but yeah, saw so like Flyers jerseys, uh, Stars, Blues, uh, Team Germany. Uh, what else?
1: Yeah, I heard a lot of people came from Germany to watch uh, Tim Stutzle play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's not too far from Sweden. Um, no,
1: I mean the thing you think the thing that most Americans need to always realize is the size of our states over here in the U.S. today are the sizes of countries over in Europe. Yeah. So literally there are people all the time who live in Sweden will take a day trip or like someone in Germany will take a day trip to Switzerland or to Italy. Yep. Like it's, it's a whole different vibe over there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, again, it was cool to just be obviously again, you're still in like a melting pot, so to speak. Um, cause there's, you know, a bunch of different people from a bunch of different countries and backgrounds and such. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better trip for my first time overseas like that. And again, there were times where I was like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, yeah. you're telling me, you know, you're telling me that buildings like we saw like that was another thing too. sorry to be like rant like rambling on. But it's like it was hard to fathom how old some of the buildings were over there.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you know, we have like obviously being local to Philadelphia, we have like Independence Hall, the Liberty Bell, blah, blah. And that stuff's old, like, what, 400 maybe? Like back in se- 1776, less. baby. Yeah. Before and it's like, then, actually. And it's like, this: we went to a cathedral, um, which is the tallest cathedral in all of Scandinavia. That building was being constructed. It's It started being built in the year 1271. <laughs> like, it's insane. Um the one place we did, I think they have they have a hockey team there, an SHL team near there, but it was uh, Uppsala, which is like the it's about like forty five minutes north of Stockholm. Um, we took a train ride up there for part of a day, one day, but we went to um, it's it's called Gamla Uppsala, Swedish guy, um, but it's it basically translates to Old Uppsala, um, which was the religious center of the Viking Age. So like we went to a, we went to the Viking museum, saw a bunch of cool stuff, um, got to dress like a Viking, which was fun. Um, on my Instagram, you can go check that out. <laughs> um, but then, like we saw these, like they they just look like big hills, but they're burial mounds of like either like you know Vikings, uh, royal like members of these royal families, all these like all these type of people, all the way back to like. 600 ad like wow yeah like so you're standing on ground that is literally you know it's been through the ages the scent like the center of like you know over a thousand years like it's wild so um but yeah like so that was like where all the vikings like they called like obviously it was the like the pagans and then like the christians back then so the pagans mm-hmm. were the vikings all that jazz little history lesson there for you um but it was like the the vikings would go to upsala to have their like religious festivals where they would like they would do some crazy stuff where they would do like human sacrifice um all these types of crazy things for, like, you know, good fortune from the Norse gods, from, like, you know, Odin, Thor, all those type of people. Um, so, it was pretty crazy. Again, you know, it looks like just hills, but these are, you know, there's things inside those, in, in that ground that, you know, is over a thousand years old.
1: That's intense.
0: Yeah. So, again, I was just standing there. and You just, you take a breath and you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's, yeah. It's crazy, so um, another thing that was cool, I'll wrap it up with this. Um the other thing that we did, I could tell you more Dave, obviously off air. Um, but we did do a very Scandinavian thing. We did a sauna and a cold a cold plunge. Um, and the, the cold plunge was wild. So <laughs> the sauna we went in was basically a floating sauna on this guy in this guy's backyard. Like this dude lived on the like the river. And we rented out his sauna for a couple hours. And so you go in the sauna, you sit in there for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. You get a good sweat on, all that type of stuff. And then you walk out of the door and you're on a a dock, like you're on the river at that point. So you walk out of the door and then you you jump in the river. (laughs) And this is probably the coldest water I've ever been in, May, may ever be in, in like my entire life it was like 40 degree water. And like, you're jumping in this and it was that this was at night too. So it's obviously colder than it was during the day. So it's like maybe like, you know, 20 degrees in the air. And then the water is obviously, you know, not much warmer. So it's, it was a sensation unlike you know, anything I've ever felt. And we did that for two hours where it was like, you go in the sauna, you warm up again, and you jump back in the water. Um, So do that. And like, I'll tell you what, I need, you know, if I'm ever fortunate enough to have a house in my life and to have, you know, a big house or like enough room to put a sauna and some sort of cold tub, then it, it, believe me, every sort of ache and pain that your body has is non-existent after that. Like you feel like just completely like physically restored. Um, I'm jealous. It was like I was, you know, we I changed out of my bathing suit and put my clothes back on. I was like, I feel amazing,
1: a whole new man.
0: Yeah, like you feel like rejuvenated. Um, so that was a cool experience. And again, like we're jumping in the river in Stockholm. Like we're not just going in like a pool or some like little thing like that. Like we're going into the river where there's like you know salmon and all these. Obviously, there's fish and stuff like that in there. But it was like you know you're in the shit so to speak like you're not you're, just, you're not
1: doing over here like oh let's let's do a sauna on the school cool yeehaw yeah
0: like you're yeah you're in the river and like it's it was wild but it's the the water was like and it was i think it was like six feet deep because i would jump in i would hit the bottom but like it's literally like the only way i could describe the feeling is you know you saw day after tomorrow right that movie yes so, you know, like, when it gets so cold and, like, the vortex that people, like, freeze up instantly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's basically how your body feels when you jump in that water, where it's, like, you jump in and, like, you're from your toes to all the way up to, you know, your from your toes to your head, like – you, you jump in, and then, like, you instantly, it just takes your breath away, and then you pop up, and you're, like, you, like, gasp for air initially, because you're so cold, obviously, and then you have to try to, like, control your breathing and stuff like that, because you're obviously, you know, cold as hell, um but, yeah, the longest I lasted in the water was, like, a minute, and it felt like an eternity. Yeah. So, but that was awesome. Like, I would definitely do that again, you know, in a heartbeat, um but... We were obviously spoiled because we got to do it on the river, and it was like the coolest thing ever. It was like a wood-fired sauna too, and we were in there just drinking beers, and then like we had water too, obviously because we, you know, saunas the, God, right, the hell out order. of you. Um, yeah. But, but it was crazy. Like we're drinking water out of a Yeti too. Like this guy had a nice Yeti like water cooler, and I was like, this guy knows what's up. Like I love Yeti, and this guy's got a Yeti. Like so, it was awesome. Um, no
1: free ads. No free ads.
0: No, I'll give them a free ad because their stuff is i'll gladly pay the money for anything yeti any day of the week um but yeah i mean it's it was amazing i appreciate you letting me talk about it on the pod um i'll definitely talk more about it obviously off air because i could go on for you know a whole another hour just no, it's, the trip
1: it's a it's good to get some culture in in on our podcast so yeah. no worries there um We were going to address the Corey Perry incident, but for those who know, you know, he did release a statement today. We hope Corey Perry gets all the help he needs um, for alcohol slash mental health that he stated he needs help with. Um, So if you want to take a deep dive into that, take a deep dive into that. Luckily, the rumors that were floating have been confirmed to not be true, so that is a good thing there. Hopefully all parties aside can move forward and get better in their respective lives. Yeah. but we are approaching almost 50 minutes of recording, so I think, Matt, we're going to call it quits there for this evening. Let's do you have one more one thing. thing we, to can, add.
0: we can end on another fun note. Here we go. We have a jersey watch. We do. Um, it was, what, early? It was late last week, right? Yes. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken unveiled the 2024 Winter Classic jerseys. Yes, um, that will be played at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Uh, I think it's the usual home of the Seattle Mariners, if I'm not You'd mistaken. Be correct, sir. The MLB. Um, both jerseys, I'm giving two thumbs up because they're both
1: sick. Vegas is nice, but Seattle's is sick. I like Seattle's way more than I like Vegas's, but they are both very nice.
0: Yeah. Um, I think they're both cool. I know Seattle's is obviously. Bit, I think they're based off of the Seattle Metropolitans from mm-hmm. like the old, the olden days.
1: The first, and then, the first American ahead. team to ever win the Stanley Cup. There Fun you contract.
0: go. Um, but I love the color scheme of that, and then obviously Vegas took inspiration from like the old West, like the the old desert West, so to speak, um, which I like too with the the fancy looking V um, on the front. Um, so I mean. That just makes me more excited too with the, like, obviously the Flyers and Devils playing right now, the Stadium Series jerseys. Hopefully they come out
1: maybe around the Halloween. I don't know, Christmas time? I mean, you'd think they would be getting released now
0: because. Yeah, like, if the NHL is smart, like, you give, you know, you have what? January, December, January, February. You have at least a month and a half to, you know, market this stuff. Yep. And you know, like they
1: should be doing it, but they're not.
0: Ah, dude, it sucks, too, because, like, I remember, what, not even maybe six months ago, I was like, I'm not spending any money on the Flyers, blah, 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 like, and I'm like, here I am now, like, it's like the, what am I, like, you just put the clown makeup on me, because now it's like, <laughs> here I am, I was, like, thinking about buying a jersey for Black Friday, and then I'm like, I'm pretty hype, I'm like, dude, I can't wait to go, like, to go to the stadium series, or, like, obviously, you know, I want to see... Hopefully the jerseys are nice because I would like to get one for that as well. But it's like here I am, you know, giving all my money to this team again. Yep. So that's, that's just the,
1: that's what. Just when that, I
0: think I'm done, they pull they me. They really back, back in. Yep. Yep. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's fun though. I mean, again, I think too. The one thing I will get like a little bit serious here. Um, there's there was a time I'm sure you felt the same way too. Obviously with the Flyers, but it's like. I feel like I fell out of love with the game a little bit with the Mm -hmm. Flyers being as bad as they were and that constant negativity. Um, And it's been hard, obviously, to, you know, be excited about this team and just be excited about hockey in general. But seeing hockey, seeing NHL hockey, and again, hockey in general over in the different country kind of gave me like, like, you know, not that the fire ever died out, but it was like, it lost it lost some of its steam, so to speak,
1: yeah, but, you got a couple new logs tossed on the fire,
0: yeah, like it it definitely reignited that fire a lot more than it was at you know like a few months ago, a couple years ago, so I think you know it was good where it's like you see that, and you're like, you know, this is the beautiful game, um the coolest sport on earth, no pun intended, but i I definitely you know I came back again, not just not just being more well traveled and being a travel douchebag but on a serious note it just you know it reminds you about why you know why you love the game so to speak um so that was cool to experience something like that and and again I'm I'm very fortunate that it lined up like that where I don't know if the the SA the SHL schedule would have lined up with our trip but to be able to see you know you just so happen to be in Sweden the same time that the NHL is. Like, when does that happen? So, mm-hmm. um, if anything, again, the game was just a you know a huge bonus on an already you know amazing trip. And again, I'm I'm thankful that I was able to experience that and you know everything else that I did um, while I was over there. And you know, it just gives you a, it gives you a more of an outlook on things and stuff like that. And I know I joke about you know being you know more cultured and all that type of stuff. But again, makes you realize how, you know, it's a big world out there and it's cool that like, you know, when you have the opportunity to see it, like you gotta just do it, honestly. Like, um, I think we, like I booked this trip on pretty much a whim for the most part. Um, you know, I was thinking, God, like, you know, Sweden in November, that's going to be wild. Like hopefully there's not 10 feet of snow on the ground, but, um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better trip. It gives you a lot of perspective on things, whether it's you know life, hockey, time, history, whatever you want to call it. um Just you know, I, it made it made me a better person. <laughs> and I, I, I know I joke about that, but again, I mean, I'm sure you you know every anyone would feel the same way if you come back from a trip like that, no matter where you go.
1: Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. So. And our listeners are better off for hearing you talk about it because it, it would sound like a great time. I'm incredibly yeah. jealous. And uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to take a trip across the pond, as they say. Hell, if um, you ever
0: know go to Sweden, let me know because I will go back in a
1: heartbeat. <laughs> you go back. There we go. Got a travel buddy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So with that, folks, we're going to call it quits on this week's episode, obviously. Like I was saying, we, if you want to look more into the Corey Perry situation, you know where to go. You know where to find the information. We're going to move on from there. Before we do call to quit this evening, though, this is your weekly PSA with us here at 5-Minute Major. If you like what we do, check out our affiliates in the Street Bullies, pumping out weekly content that is always excellent. If you like what we do, you'll like what they do. So with that, everyone, um, happy holiday season now that it's upon all of us here. Everyone, good night and good hockey.